You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, the ICCA finals are mostly set. The annual collegiate competition season, centered mostly on the international competition of collegiate acapella, is nearing its end, with the finals set for April 22nd, and it's going to be quite an international competition this year, with at least two groups from outside the U.S. competing, the University of Bath Aquapella from the U.K. and the University of Waterloo Waterboys from Canada. Joining them will be groups like Voices in Your Head from the University of Chicago and the Scattertones from UCLA. There are also new faces like University of Washington's Fermata and the Tosin University Trills. The Beacon Theater will feature quite a great show coming up on April 22nd. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Talkapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio's weekly talk show. Today, I am joined by Rob Riday. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Rob knows a ton about middle school acapella. He directs a group. He has his fingers all over that genre. And I know nothing about this, you guys. So I'm really excited to learn how middle school acapella works. Uh, Rob, could you just tell the listeners and myself a little bit about your acapella history, what you do and what you do now? Well, um, so specifically pertaining to middle school, I actually started mostly started my teaching career with middle school acapella. I was, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an off the beat uh, alum from, from UPenn. And uh, when I uh, was singing with them and arranging for them uh, at one of our shows, a science teacher from a local um, private middle school came up and asked if I could arrange something for, he saw it, thought it was great, wanted to start it for middle schoolers. And so I, I did this arrangement for it, for, for, Knew, knowing nothing at all about you know what middle schoolers can do, um, and then they started learning it. It was way too hard, so he started asking <laughs> me to co- you know he started asking me to come in to help teach it because mm-hmm. it was so complicated, and um, yeah, and and so and then they offered me a job when I graduated. So that's kind wow. of how I started teaching, and uh, I think that may be one of that was 1997. So that mm. may be one of the earliest middle school acapella groups ever. Yeah, I was gonna say I. Just let's just get right into it. What is teaching middle school acapella like? I, you know, because I feel like acapella is generally seen or and has been for a long time as like a college experience. You go and you join a college acapella group. Movies like Pitch Perfect have reinforced that idea, and it's a very like cool cultural. Um, it's been very culturally embraced in that way. It's seen as part of college campus culture. Now we're getting more uh, more high school acapella groups with the ICHSA. Those are bigger and bigger and bigger every year, um, whether they're like actual just choirs of the uh, school that do acapella or just their own groups. But uh, I'm really curious, like what what is the culture of middle school acapella and how how do you how do you work with that? Well, I mean, I think I, I think it's been sort of a long time coming uh as as you said like like college was the was the was the thing it was sort of the dorky mm-hmm. fun college thing to do for a long long time and then it really started spreading out and you know professional groups and of course you know pentatonics everyone knows yeah. and then and then and then once it spread down to high school i feel like it really um it, you know it it's it started out in high school as sort of 
sort of a what's the word a sort of a an other alternative to the choirs, you know, sort of, it was, it was like the, it was like the, the thing that, you know, the kids did at lunch or whatever. And the, and the choral directors wanted nothing to do with it at first. And then over the last 10 years, you have these amazing groups, you know, uh, one voice and, and tag and, you know, um, Kettering and Forte, all these groups where the, where the directors have um, embraced the genre. They, they, they stopped seeing it as a competitor to to that. And I think what's happening now is that it's spread further down is maybe yeah. not the right word, but to younger to, to younger kids. And so you have these middle schoolers who are seeing high schoolers do it and saying, I want to do that. And um, and so so I think it's 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 still very small. There aren't a whole lot mm. of middle school groups. But I think it is exploding. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's you know, you're seeing more and more of them. And I think we're going to be having, if, if you and I have this conversation in five years, mm-hmm. say, we're going to be talking about how, you know, there are now hundreds of them as yeah. opposed to tens or thousands even. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of it's the same. A lot of the considerations for a middle mm-hmm. school group are not different than, than for older uh, kids. But I think there are things that you have to be particularly careful about. And, and those things are um, vocal health, which, mm, is, yeah. which is a really different beast when, you're, when it's pertaining to middle school students because yeah. they're just not grown up. <laughs> and yeah. So you can't expect certain things, you know, and, and we can get, you know, f- feel free to follow up on any of these. Um, and then I would say emotional connection. Uh, mm-hmm. is a really tough one. So song selection in middle schools is very difficult. I think it's already a challenge for some high schools, you know, oh, t- yeah. taking a big, big, like, you know, breakup ballad and asking yeah. a 13 thir- year old girl to sing it is, is not fair to that kid. And it Absolutely. doesn't really make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so song selection is a song selection, emotional connection. I, I'd say it's, it's yeah, I never thought of it big. in that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then, and then of course there's sort of the logistical side of it, mm. you know, they don't drive, yeah. <laughs> which is sounds, which sounds really stupid, but like, <laughs> but like, okay, we have rehearsal at this and this time. Mm-hmm. Well, that kid, can't commit to that yeah right so in high school it exists to some extent but in middle school they are completely at the mercy of their parents so so you have to get the parents on board which is sometimes really easy and um and sometimes really really hard and and i think all of us that are doing this are are kind of navigating all those things sort of all at once yeah I was talking with the guest recently about um, how just navigate, I think navigating is the right, right word. Um, try, you know, all different kinds of groups have their obstacles, whether it's um, age, whether it is gender, whether it is like kinds of um, vocal instruments. And we we're talking about uh, post-collegiate groups and how that's hard to navigate. And college is pretty easy. High school is a little trickier. And I just imagine that middle school, like I just, I mean, I think the point about the parents is so key because it's not like um, you don't necessarily need, especially in college, you don't need to get the parents on board with like a kid going and auditioning for an acapella group in college because the whole point is that they're independent. So Mm -hmm. this idea of 
almost having to not just pitch the acapella group, not just to the, um, you know, if you're the director, not just to the, uh, your administration, not just to the kids, but to, uh, their parents and that's their guardians. And they have to have, you know, they have to check off on that. And I, I can imagine ideas, um, going back to your other point about song choice, like, there might be songs they're like not comfortable with their kids singing for some reason. I don't know what, but it's just, there's so, I just can see so many potential little things getting in the way of having a functioning uh, middle school uh, ensemble. So I guess uh, my guess is the easiest way to do it is to like, um, if it's a class, which I, you know, harder, like right after school or right before school, but even then you're just fighting against, you know, the school curriculum and the school system. When are classes scheduled? Um, when aren't things scheduled? So I imagine that is, uh, incredibly hard. I, we have a, we have a hard time getting five college guys in my group to all meet at the same time. So I, I think that's very admirable that you, that you're able to kind of go through the, uh, the labyrinth of scheduling middle school acapella. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I, I think it's, it's not unlike other things that if it, you know, if it's mm-hmm. important enough to the families yeah. involved and, and, and generally we refer to the families again, not the kids cause the kids yeah. don't get to choose by themselves, but if yeah. it's important enough, they will find a, a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the, there's the, the balance between the, and I don't necessarily have a, a perfect answer for this, but there, there's a, there's definitely the consideration of a balance between accessibility, you know, who mm-hmm. can do this and then reasonable quality, because of yeah. course if everyone gets to do it and it sounds terrible, yeah. then it's not fun for anybody. So it has to sound good enough ultimately that these kids are feeling like they're growing and and proud of the work that they've been putting into mm-hmm. it so um yeah i mean i don't i don't have a i don't th- i think there's a lot the, the those of us that have been doing this uh have have sort of you know we've been sort of talking some of us and and there's lots of different ways that people approach this but the considerations do seem to be the same yeah i wonder like because I know uh, in my like choral ed classes, just the idea of auditioning middle schoolers is is a bit of a daunting task, not just because of uh, developing voices and voices can change in the middle of all that, but also just due to like, you know, they're in a very different emotional state. The idea of auditioning is maybe isn't as compatible um, with the middle school like age as it is high school in terms of just emotional maturity. Not necessarily, but I, I would say generally I, I, I know I could not have auditioned for a choir in middle school. And if I hadn't gotten in, especially if the choir or the acapella group is like a really big thing and I got rejected from that, I know that um, I would like not like it at all and I would almost turn against it. So I think um, I think that's a really good point about how do you keep, you know, keep it running, keep kids interested, but also manage like, okay, we need people who can sound good. So do you do uh, like just standard auditions for your middle school group? So I, I do auditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, everyone actually that really runs a group and, the, and there are, uh, I mean, the exceptions to these are sort of the club groups, the lunchtime groups, yeah. which I'm not really counting in this because that's sort of almost student run in it. So, so, but, but those of us that do, do a group, um, yeah, I think we all do auditions. I, I mean, auditions are for me, I teach at a very small school, mm-hmm. um, all girls and, um, so I auditioned 12 girls this year, 
mm-hmm. 12 girls auditioned, 12 girls got in. <laughs> so there you they, go. That's pretty easy. <laughs> auditioned in quotes. However, last year, um, not every girl got in. Okay. Um, and it is, and it is tough. Um, mm-hmm. I don't audition. So I don't audition on sort of a competitive basis, like mm-hmm. who is, who is better than who else. I mean, I have a very, so I'm a big believer in very short very to the point auditions, no mm-hmm. callbacks, because I think that the 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 drawing out of the process is in and yeah. itself very scary. So, so my auditions are about literally about five minutes per student, and 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 I've really had no trouble being able to tell. And if they are able to, basically, if they can sing "Happy Birthday" and not switch keys when they jump the <laughs> octave, yep. right in the middle, they're pretty much good to go. I mean, yeah. honestly, and then, and then we have, and then we have to work with them, right? That's yeah. our job as, as educators, but you know, you don't want some, someone who really has a real tough time, you know, staying on key is going to really struggle. So that would be doing them a service anyway. Um, and then the other thing I do in auditions that, that I found to be useful is they're open. So mm-hmm. everyone's, everyone is in there. And I think kids are even middle schoolers, as scary and as um, intimidating as auditions may be, I think kids are pretty good at accepting um, something they don't like if they can see a real reason behind it. And so when they see yeah. other kids audition, I feel like they get to put themselves in that place. I, I hope so. Yeah, and I think that's that's just a smart thing for any – like vocal director whether it's choir or acapella to consider i know when i first my first ever audition for a group it was an open audition and then everything after that uh when the director switched was closed and i now that i'm thinking about it i think i almost prefer the open audition because seeing that range i mean every kid's gonna think like okay maybe i can do better than that maybe i'm not as good as that but make it almost i feel like by making it open you um it seems like it actually de-escalates the like stakes almost for them personally yeah yeah they don't feel as like oh i'm in a one-on-one with the teacher and if i screw up like then he's gonna see it and it's gonna be awful but if everybody's around it it almost takes it to it doesn't make the the atmosphere then isn't much different than a regular rehearsal space and so then they can just kind of go in and out of that say okay well now it's my turn to sing and I've sung in this room before and I've sung with these people and they know what I can do uh, and they're going to see possibly what I can do so I mean that's just something as uh, um, well very obviously very tricky to do at college but I think at an academic level that is a really um, I think that's very a very worthwhile approach that I'm, I'm glad you brought up because now I'm going to do that <laughs> are you okay good I'm yeah glad. I think it's I think it's great I think the other thing I try to do, and this, I don't know to what extent this is, you know, useful to the kids, Mm -hmm. but I do bring up, so I, you know, I've been teaching a long time. So I bring up, you know, stories. I will do it like at a, at the beginning of auditions with everyone in there. And I say, you know, I have this kid auditioned for this group, didn't get in, auditioned the next year, didn't get in, went through, for whatever reason, I didn't think they'd be successful and now they're off in college and they're singing in this group and they're doing a great job. And so I'm not sort of the, I'm not sort of the, the gatekeeper of your future Mm -hmm. here. I'm just a guy who like has a group and yeah, I get to make the decisions right now and I'm doing the best I can like we all are, but it doesn't mean you don't have a future just because you didn't get into this one group, you know, which is really hard to convince 
uh, especially, you know, anyone in middle school or high school, it's hard to convince them that that's true because to them, that's like the group. They're probably not out looking at, you know, the idea of being in a college group isn't uh, super accessible to them at that point. It's not, you know, it's very far away in their minds. So I think uh, reassuring them that that's like, in a sense, closer, that there are other opportunities and this isn't the end all be all. Um, and also your point about um, not being a, a gatekeeper, I think, is a really is a really good point, because I think a lot of people when auditioning, they see it less as a like measurement of their skill and finding the best fit as much as it is. Um, they see it more as I need to impress this person. I need to impress yeah. the teacher rather than I just need to do my best. So by, I think by doing that, you almost kind of take yourself a little bit out of the picture and that you're you're just like the person you're almost just like the messenger you're just seeing what's already there and then i think that uh, i think that improves in my guess it improves relationships with you and your students because they don't see you as the guy who kicked them out of the group or didn't let them in the group or something it's just you're the one measuring whether they're there or not yeah that's yeah that's the hope i don't know if it pans out that way all the time of course but but you know that's that's the intent Yeah. yeah Absolutely. And one other thing you said earlier at the beginning that I, I really, that really resonated with me, um, the idea of, you know, middle schoolers seeing high schoolers uh, doing these kind of acapella groups and that kind of uh, instilling a desire to do it and thereby building a bit of a culture. I remember when I was in junior high choir, that's what I did start. I started in middle school. I didn't know how to match pitch. I didn't know how to do anything. Um, and for me, uh, I really didn't have any, I was just going through middle school doing choir. I was like, yeah, it was fine. I didn't know how to match pitch. I didn't know how to do anything. So I wasn't really having the best time. And then when I saw our high school's show choir slash, but it was mainly an acapella group that inspired me to a whole other level to start. Okay. I want to learn how to sing. I want to do this. And I think it's really, uh, important and kind of cool to remember that for middle schoolers, um, their like worldview and their sense of, their like school and school district and like town culture is much smaller than uh, their their like viewpoints are much um, more specific in a sense. They they don't have as wide of a um, plane to see across in a sense. So for them that could be everything. And that again that gets back to the whole okay is this the end all be all? But it can also seeing those uh, acapella groups in high school I think can be a really touching experience for them because those for them might be like their first like. Uh, like kind of superstars in a sense that aren't, you know, like at a rock concert or something. These are like, I know um, when I saw some of the people uh, when I was in middle school, seeing some of the high schoolers perform, like they were celebrities to me because I'd never, I was like, you can do this. This is real like this. You can actually be that cool and sing like this in real life. So I think that's um, the kind of, I just like, I think that's, I think you're right. And that's what I think has kind of, uh, subsequently created this uh, desire for middle school acapella. And I, I think it's a kind of heartwarming thing that it's driven by, my guess, it's driven by a desire to, uh, of, like, aspiring to be better and aspiring to reach a, uh, a an inspiring standard, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's true. I think things have changed a lot now with, mm-hmm. you know, with... Uh, with with the pitch perfect movies yeah. you know i'm sure this comes up nonstop but and then with pentonics and all that mm-hmm. so these girls that i'm teaching now yeah they're they used it used to be that the high school groups yeah. were the ones that but were inspiring them now now they're like can we 
can we do, you know, can we do the cup song? Can we yeah. do, you know, the, the, the pentatonics arrangement, uh, the Daft Punk medley, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, the Daft Punk, you know, that's maybe a little hard for, you <laughs> know, 13 year olds, you know, a little tough, right. But, but, um, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's cool now. And, yeah. and, and it didn't used to be, uh, for, for this age group. And, and now all these kids really, really want to do it. Um, it's more of sort of, guiding the enthusiasm in a in a productive and a realistic direction because yeah yeah, you're not going to you're not going to sound like pentatonics you're not going to you know sound you know like these professional groups so um but 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 you know i i think the cool thing is what i found and actually i i I would I, i i would be you know, middle school isn't even the the, the youngest anymore. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of, I've heard of elementary school groups now, um, and and I think there's a point at which you know diminishing can, returns, right? I mean, there's a point at which can you actually hold a part in a yeah. harmony, and is it is it is it an acapella group if you yeah. know everyone's singing unison and there's there's sort of a beatbox, right? But 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 like, I feel like. For the most part, at least with the seventh and eighth graders I work with right now, they're they're quite they're quite capable. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think that's an you know the the first question I think when we talk about should we do middle school acapella is is it is it appropriate? Yeah. Can they do it? And should they do it? And I think the the answer to the first question is they really can do it. Mm-hmm. They can sing. Middle schoolers if directed properly can sing in four to six part harmony that's really doable so so why not let them yeah (laughs) that's that's kind of the yeah absolutely and i see this um in other uh other music educators even just in regards to standard choir that the belief uh the truth that middle schoolers can sing these more complicated pieces that is a lot of uh, i've seen a lot of directors in the kind of i think uh, I think a lot of them just don't think that's possible. And I don't think a lot of them want to like undertake that. Cause again, it's a different process than teaching high schoolers. You're, ju- you're just going to do some things differently, different kinds of voices. But I think, um, I think you're right in that not recognizing the potential for, um, or not wanting to kind of put yourself in the position where you have to draw that potential out of middle schoolers. That, I mean, that's a daunting task. I don't really know how to do it. And I'm sure it's, it's very tricky. Um, so I, I think it's just important to remember what the kids are capable of. And if you see a group of middle schoolers, just again, we're talking about how big acapella is now on YouTube everywhere. If a middle school acapella group gets big or if there's some, someone just sees a middle school acapella group perform like a six part harmony, somewhat challenging acapella tune, that's just going to uh, create more or not more opportunities, but more people are going to want to try that then. And then we just get this cycle over and over where it, it begets more uh, acapella group creation. So uh, I'm really, I, I think your point about pentatonics and pitch perfect, it's, you know, we always talk about it on here, but the fact is it's true and it affects every single part of acapella. And I'm curious to see, I'm really, really curious to see how much more middle school acapella is going to grow. What, what's it, again, what you said, what's it going to be like in five years? Are we going to see tons and tons of groups? What direction are they going to take? What genres? It's, it's exciting. I think it's a really exciting time. It, yeah, I think I, I think I think it is, and I think um, I, I think the so one of the 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 risks, however, I think so one of the things that's happened 
if you look at if you take the the high school analog mm-hmm. right so so yeah. it's, it sort of came down from college to high schools and then high schools what's happened is you have again these wonderful groups with with you know um, amazing musical direction mm-hmm. right and you know these teachers are doing a phenomenal job and the arrangements are great but on top of all that that's the core of it right but on top of all that you also have these insanely high production values on the yeah. track. So you have so you have these groups that are recording with you know with, with Liquid Fifth and, and and vocal company and and they're and they're and they're creating these albums that are that are as good and in 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 many cases better than college and and even professional groups. And so I think the danger of that, and th- none of that is bad, but I think the danger yeah. of that when you're a middle schooler or a middle school director thinking of starting a group or even a high school director thinking of starting a group, I think the danger is that what you see is the 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 surface, the the polished mm-hmm. final sort of wonderful thing of this track that this group has created. And what you don't see um, that you you shouldn't ignore is that all those kids, I, I would be, I don't know for sure, but I would be willing to bet that of all the really top-notch high school programs, every single kid in those programs is being drawn out of the choral program. They are not, they are not competing with the choral program. Yeah. They're an extension of it. And you don't see all that vocal training that goes mm-hmm. into it that you know they had yeah, those kids those kids that are that are creating these these great tracks are sight singing they're they're actually you know they're learning soulfish and they're learning you know breath support and they're learning these sort of nuts and bolts things and um and i think the tough part is so when i started this middle school group last year it was because kids came up to me and asked asked to mm-hmm. start it um, and they thought they would just meet at lunch and they would yeah. you know, be inspired and then they would they would be doing Beyonce covers. That's, and it that's how Pitch Perfect makes it look. They just go and meet and they know the right. song already. Yeah. And so the danger of it is, is if you sort of let them fly with that, you kind of lose you lose the opportunity to get some real music in them yeah. because they're just sort of parroting what they think the real thing is. And, and they're not going to sound very good yeah. ultimately. So, so I think the, the machinery of making a really great group, I think is, is pretty important. And, and I think for someone from sort of just coming at it especially a younger kid they don't they don't get that and it's our job to sort of give it to them yeah and i imagine uh these like hypothetical students if they assume it's going to be like a lunch thing and they assume it's like pitch perfect uh, again middle school it's an impressionable age it's easy for the hard work to the hard work is not the glamorous part and i feel like um like you said, if they skip that, not only are they not going to sound good, I feel like they'll recognize eventually that they're not sounding good and they will, the, the danger is they might think it's an issue with the art form itself rather than how they're approaching it. So I think um, your point about like, we need to be uh, the people who, yes, like promote this stuff because it's great and it's great learning, it's great opportunity, but also kind of ground and say, this is how we get there. There are musical education techniques. You need to learn these nuts and bolts. And that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, so yeah. So I, I think once, 
and I think it's again, it's there are analogs here. I think once the program builds sort of its own momentum, and once there's yeah. some pri- once there's some pride in there, then Runs then you really, kind of yeah. I mean, then you're really you know you got kids coming in that understand that there's a commitment. You got mm-hmm. kids coming in who, and and then. Uh, at least what I'm finding, and this is this, this so this, so the group I direct now, I, uh, this is my second year at, I'm, I'm at Stone Ridge uh, School of the Sacred Heart, which is a, a small all girls uh, Catholic school in, in, D- in the DC area. Um, I started this group at, at the request of kids last uh, winter. So this is, this is just over a year now that this mm-hmm. group has existed. And, um, uh, and just in that year by, sort of building the culture of it, you have all these kids who would never have even thought of singing a solo. Yeah. Um, just like really singing a solo, you know, they're still kids, you know, they're not necessarily going mm-hmm. on the voice or anything, but, but, yeah. but they're, there's sort of a culture of, I'm not going to worry too much about how good or bad I am. I have something to offer and I'm going to give it a shot. And I think that's really cool. That's sort of what you want. That's sort of the, the, the sort of the best case scenario for confidence in, in middle schoolers. Absolutely. And that's that idea of let's just give it a shot. I feel is something that is generally like a very general point here is that that kind of attitude is something that is not usually not often found in like beginning choirs. It's very, it's, which is a bummer, but because that's what we want. We want them to have that idea because by following that mantra, they'll get better. They'll figure out what they need to do. And I think, um, yeah, kind of having the middle school acapella group as kind of an outlet into, or just kind of as a way to get them to develop that, hey, I'm just going to do it. Um, I, I think that's really important. So I think that's great. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. We've been talking with Rob Rade all about middle school acapella. So uh, Rob, we're going to listen to a song here. What are we going to be uh, listening to? So this is from uh, last year's ICCA finals. Uh, it's the faux pas singing uh, Dog Days, and it's a really cool arrangement, really powerful performance. Absolutely. So we're going to take a listen to that, and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella. Happiness hit her like a train on a track. Coming towards her, stuck still, no turning back. She hid round corners and she hid under beds. She killed it with kisses and promised she bled with every bubble. She Wash it away down the kitchen. 
You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock on our app, on TuneIn Radio, and online at acaville.org. And welcome back to Tacapella. Boom. All right. We've been talking with Rob Bruday all about middle school acapella. I've just been geeking out here the whole time because I don't know anything and we're learning i'm learning so much i hope all the listeners are as well because this is uh it is an area of acapella that is uh, rob has talked about a lot and that it is growing and it's going to get bigger and bigger and i'm just super excited for that um and we're going to talk about something we touched on earlier in the episode about arranging and i've you know we've had many arranging episodes about like we do this specifically we do this but it's always been for adults it's always been for college and at the youngest uh high school usually not even high school arrangements so uh i just got to imagine rob that arranging for middle school is a totally different beast so just tell us about your process how does that work okay so when you run a group you have the choice of of buying an arrangement that's published right so, you know ben bram or, or deke sharon or, or whatever um and they're good they're good arrangements but they're not an arrangement for your group and then you can also hire someone which is rather expensive and, yep. <laughs> and they're wonderful, wonderful, uh, you, you know, you can hire me, but, uh, you know, yeah. so there, there are these wonderful arrangers out there, right. That that'll do it. But even those arrangements, as good as some of them are often are not, are there a little hit or miss for your group? Cause they don't know your kids. Yep. So at the end of the day, middle school is no different in, in the sense that you have to know your kids, mm-hmm. right? You have to know the voices and you have to know the kids themselves. And you have to know, you know, this kid is real confident here and this kid is not so confident there. Um, but then I think the other challenge is that the variability of voices mm, yeah. in middle school. So I, I don't teach boys right now, but boys in middle school um, start off as, you know, an alto in September and are a base in, you know, January. Still September. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, so there's all this, or you have that, you know, that weird area yeah. where, where you, where a boy has a range of about a fifth, right? So you have this, you yeah. have these very limited ranges. So I, I direct an all girls group right now and I, the biggest the, the number one biggest um, sort of consideration mm-hmm. for for them is is range. Yeah. So their range is extremely, extremely limited. Um, so so that's that's the big thing. And you have to you can't say work harder to hit that note, right? Yeah. You, you've got to say this is where it is. So most of my arrangements for these girls will cover less than an octave and a half, including the solo. Um, and then the other thing is you know, with very confident singers that have enormous amounts of integrity in their part, right? So you can, you can, for, for a, for a great college group or high school group or, or, a, or a professional group, you can really pare down an arrangement and have it, have it be really compelling. So you have like this, you know, one line moving here and that line is super interesting. You, you have to be very careful with that stuff in middle school because, because 
there's just not necessarily enough there to keep the interest. So you always fill your chords out fully. Like you always have a, a full chord otherwise, or, or usually you have a full chord. Otherwise, it's just not going to sound very full. So yeah. those are those are some of the considerations. And I think um, I think the other the last thing is you have to be really ready to change the arrangement on the fly and, and say, look, you know, Sally's not hitting that the way we want do this instead or this is or this arpeggio here is just much harder than yeah. i thought let's sing block chords you know you just have to be ready yeah. to, like like if it takes if it takes a week to get through an arrangement just to learn the notes mm-hmm. it's not worth it it's got to they've got to get they've got to be able to sink through the thing relatively quickly in order for it to be worth their time yeah. if that makes sense yeah, in order for it to stick in their brains and stuff. Just, I also just imagine in terms of um, not just like their actual voice and what's going on with their like how much they can use that, but just in terms of their like oral skills and like how. Dev- and obviously, you know, kids can have. I've met kids who are way better at, at any oral skills I'll ever have, but I, I have to imagine that uh, the oral skills of some of these kids are, you know, not as developed as they might be when you're in high school, when you're in college. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, not just voices, but playing to exactly, okay, I know that this kid is like always really good at holding the root in tune, even when there's other harmonies going around, or I know this kid like just sings thirds all the time because she can just do that. And it feels like it's much more of a, um, uh, like I've, arranged for my groups before but i have to imagine like even because they i know my members and they have like a good range of different things they can do with their voices because they're like vocal performance college people like i don't uh, i i have to imagine i don't work as hard at my arrangement for that as you do for your kids because you have to like make sure that you're hitting all these certain things and avoiding certain things where i can just be like oh they'll hit that and if not we'll figure it out or something so i i I think there's a lot more uh purposeful and uh, intentionality, I'd imagine, with arranging for middle school. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I think. I think. I don't know if there's more. I mean, I think it's just it's just a different set of of considerations. Okay. And I think that I think that they're. Um, I think that again, the biggest thing is they have to be. You know, when you're when you're 12 and 13, you're not going to wait around a long time before you get that gratification back. So if we're in the first rehearsal, we're putting it together and it doesn't sound good enough. You can't sort of see where it's going. Yeah, they're they're going to give up on it really fast. So so you have to give them something that is intricate enough. Yeah, but is but is is satisfying enough right away that they'll they'll sort of stick with it, that it's worthwhile enough to keep going with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that kind of comes down to as well, uh, what songs you're choosing. Cause there are some songs, if it, I don't know if it has a really long intro or if it's uh, a song, like you said, that takes time to come together. How long can you keep them on the hook? Um, So I'm curious how you um, moving on for a second to song selection. How do you choose songs that will keep the kids engaged how long can how, what songs do you choose to like keep them on the hook essentially keep them on their productive track so yeah i mean it's a good question so so the so the the thing about songs is they depend pretty much entirely on soloists yeah. so those soloists especially middle school are very much developing and for soloists to be successful um they have to connect to the song 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the challenge because, you know, again, you can't have a, a, someone who's never, you know, experienced a breakup singing about breakups. Yeah. You can't have – and then, of course, there's it's middle school. There's a whole lot of songs that are just plain inappropriate. You yeah. just can't do them, right? So you have limitations. Um, one thing that I've done – so song selection, what I've started to do – uh, and this is about five years ago, not actually with a middle school group, but works really well with a middle school group. Um, I don't choose or we don't choose songs and then choose soloists. We choose songs with soloists. And the way we've done that uh. um, is – so we do a secret Santa where each – so this is an all-girls group, but this yeah. could be for everyone. So each girl draws one of the other girl's names out of a hat. And then that girl that draws the name out has to come up with three songs that she thinks this other girl can knock out of the park because she knows her voice really well. And then she suggests these songs by email or whatever to this other email. They don't use email anymore. Whatever it is, Snapchat, (laughs) right? So, so, so so, So she suggests these songs to this other girl. And then that girl's job is to take one or two of them that, that sort of connects Mm -hmm. and then learn it, learn a verse and of course, but really connect to it. Try to make it your own. Don't try to copy it and, and really own it. And then we kind of all listen to everyone do, we all listen to it and then sort of everyone gives their input and, and then ultimately I choose which mm-hmm. we go with. But the nice thing about that is you don't have the same one or two girls who happen to be stronger yeah. soloists doing it. You find a song for, for other kids that wouldn't otherwise do it. And then, um, what I love to do, what I've done sort of when it's the most successful, um, is then once we choose a song, I have that kid that's singing the solo. Their job is to, to go home, work up the solo all the way, the way feels the most honest in whatever key and whatever tempo, however you want to do it. They sing it into their phone and then they send me just the track of them singing their phone yeah. and then i and then i arrange it around their solo so that it feels more honest and i think yeah. that, that 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 the nice thing about that especially for middle schoolers is it doesn't force the kid to come to the solo mm-hmm. it allows them to sort of be more genuine and i think it gives them a better chance for for, yeah. for success that's really smart and i think that's um I've always, I did a, like a large acapella group in high school and it was always just, okay, we choose a song and then people audition for the solo. Very similar to, you know, the standard choir formula. But, um, what I started doing in undergrad and grad school, which I think is, uh, somewhat similar to yours is that, uh, I had group, a group of five. So we were just like, okay, we're just going to choose what solos we think are going to work best for each person's voice. And I think that just makes so much sense. But I, what I really like about, um, what you said is like, having other people uh, try like almost like an assignment, figure out what works for the other person. Mm -hmm. And that makes them, that puts them in a situation that if they, for some reason don't know another kid's voice as well, they have to learn about it more. And then they don't just, you know, that's not just like, Oh, I know about this voice. That's going to help them in the rehearsal process in some subconscious way, whether they know that or not just, and then it also, I'd imagine creates, uh, creates a better group bond because maybe they gain more respect for this person because they like their voice or they just get us, they feel like they can connect to the person or develop a sense of empathy. So I think that's, uh, a, and how big did you say your group is? 
So this group is 10 right now. Yeah. So that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. If I was in a group of 10, uh, I'd probably know most of the voices, but maybe not all of them. And I wouldn't know what works best for everyone. And while you obviously have a good sense of what songs are going to be good for people, I think it's really cool that you uh, give your your kids that uh, privilege and responsibility because then they also probably feel like they're contributing to uh, they feel like they're not just a singing member of the group, but they feel like, hey, we I had a part in this song coming to be. So they, I'd imagine they feel a sense of pride in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I think I think they feel good also, you know, if someone's telling you they think you could do this really yeah. well, that feels pretty good, yeah. I think, especially for the more timid ones. And And then I think the other thing is, of course, you know, my job, like having an acapella group is great. Having an acapella group sound great is great. But but I'm coming at this from an educator standpoint. Yeah. So my job is to teach them stuff, right? So at the end of the day, they need they, they have to justify their choices. They have to make musical decisions. Yeah. And so it's more than just do we come up with good songs? I mm-hmm. think we do. I think they do a very nice job of it. But it's also, you know, it's the process yeah. that, that teaches. They're learning musical tastes and how to identify uh, yeah, so you you already said it. Supporting their choices, and they have to search. Okay, well, why do I think this works well? What what are the music? Maybe what are the musical terms that I know that that makes sense for this? And then, um, oh, and then the other thing I really like about this process you talked about is they sing it the way they want, in any, especially in any key. Because I have just seen so many performances, whether it's a cappella group, show choir, you know, anything, young, old. They if if it's not in the right place for them in terms of key, in terms of style, they can do some serious vocal damage and they can build up bad, bad vocal habits. So I think that's another way of, you know, this is, it's just a good, um, this is the benefit of coming at this stuff from an educator standpoint is you not just secure like, Hey, they emotionally connect to this. You not, you not only ensure that they can do it well, but they do it in a manner that is healthy. Like that's, and that's something that I think a lot of people are sometimes skeptical about with middle school acapella because I think there is a, you know, an incorrect idea that you can't sing pop in a vocally healthy way. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, they have to learn, you know, all the classical techniques stuff first. And that's great. And I hope people do that. But uh, you can still sing vocal pop, you know, popular tunes healthy at middle school if you follow, you know, certain tenets. And I think that also just... um, and just from an uh, entertaining standpoint, you're not just like lifting the song from the radio. It's, it becomes your guy's own original creation. Yeah. And that's, I'm a big proponent of that. I think that's yeah. acapella in general has moved yeah. healthily and, and, and I'm grateful for it has moved away from sort of the, the, you know, transcription of, oh, of yeah. a pop song to real, you know, real new versions like, with new things to say like almost composition in a sense like you you're comp- you're using pre-existing ideas to compose something that's original in a sense yeah 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 i mean which is great and and i think that middle schoolers can do it again at a middle school level so yeah. you're not gonna love you're not gonna expect them to be you know pros but i think they can do it quite well yeah and then i also just uh, as we get close to wrapping up our hour here i have to imagine that there's definitely something really cool like i define myself by uh kind of the groups i've been in they're not well known but i was in this group in undergrad i was in this group in college and i gotta imagine like it's kind of cool imagining just uh you know in hypothetical uh middle schooler going from middle a middle school group to a high school group to a college group to a post-collegiate to like a professional that's a really cool 
a sense of legacy that I don't think a lot of acapella has had because a long time it was just college and then post-collegiate, if you can do that, and then maybe pro. But having this like lineage now, in a sense, from middle school to high school and just and so forth, I feel like that's just going to like to just enrich the culture more and more. So I I think everything you're doing for middle school is uh, really admirable, Rob, and I think you should definitely be proud of that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm very proud of them. I think they've done a, you know, this group, last year's group, they, 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 it's nice when you have kids that just, you know, they, they want to do it and you just sort of help them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we're going to take one more quick break before we wrap up this hour. We're going to listen to a song called Lost Boy from Rob's group Ridge Sound. Fun fact, I actually approved of this song to be played on uh, Acaville like forever ago and i had no idea this was a middle school group when i heard it so this is a really impressive cover of lost boy by rob's group ridge sound there was a time when i was alone nowhere to go and no place to call home my only friend was the man in the moon and even sometimes he would go away too then one night as I closed my eyes, I saw a shadow flying high. He came to me with the sweetest smile, told me he wanted to talk for a while. He said, Peter Pan, that's what they call me. I promise that you'll never be lonely ever since Away from 
And the lost boys like me are free Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Wendy, darling Even Captain Hook, you are my perfect storybook Neverland, I love you so You and I, my home sweet home forever A lost boy at last Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, you are my perfect storybook Neverland, I love you so You are now my home, sweet home forever A lost girl at last And for always I will say I am a lost boy Usually hanging out from Listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. Hello, Acaville fans. We just listened to Rob Burday's Ridge Sound performing Lost Boy. I really, really love that track. And we're just about done on this week's episode of Talk Acapella. Again, we've been talking all about middle school acapella with Rob Burday. Rob, I want to thank you again so much for coming on this show. And I was wondering how could people, if they wanted you to arrange something or just see what you're all about and what you do, how could they, uh, how could they get in contact with you? So, uh, I, you can email me. Uh, my email is Day, R-O-B-R-E-D-E-I, composer, the word composer, at gmail.com, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions specifically about middle school acapella groups. If you're thinking of starting one, um, do it. And I'm more than happy to help. So, and also, um, you should join the Acapella Education Association. Um, look, look them up at uh, on Facebook, uh, AEA, and uh, yeah, I think that's a great way to get started. Lots of resources, lots of free arrangements, lots of people like me to talk to who are more than happy to help you get started. Awesome. Sweet. And then everyone, uh, you can get a hold of me at John Lampus on Twitter, but more importantly, tweet the station at Acaville radio. Uh, we're always looking for more people to join. So everyone, I think that's all the time we have for this episode of talk Acapella. Thanks everyone for tuning in, but especially Rob, thank you again for coming and talking with us all about middle school acapella. It's something I've always wanted to learn about. And I think I've learned a ton and I think all our listeners have learned a lot. And I know 
that uh, the middle school acapella uh, world is going to keep growing with people like you and people um, like our listeners who are going to keep feeding it. So thanks again for coming on the show. Everyone, you've been listening to Talkapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio. And for everything acapella, stay tuned. I was five and he was six We rode on horses made of sticks He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang He shot me down Bang, bang I hit the ground Bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang My baby shot me down Seasons came and changed the time When I grew up I called her mine You would always laugh and say Remember when we used to play Bang Bang I shot you down Bang Bang You hit the ground Bang Bang That awful sound Bang Bang I used to shoot you down